Welcome to the first in this year's Journeys to Treasury podcast series. In this podcast, our four Journeys to Treasury participants discuss their impressions of this year's EACT survey findings. So I'd like to introduce Francois Masquelier, the chair of the EACT, Christian Minick, SAP, Jan Dirk van Busikom, BNP Paribas, and Didier Vandenout from PwC. Every year, the EACT publishes a survey amongst its members to understand corporate treasurers' major priorities, challenges, and the technology innovations they intend to implement over the next one or two years. This year's survey is of particular interest, of course, as it's the first since most of the COVID-19 restrictions came to an end. So, Francois, I'd like to come to you first. As chair of EACT, what did survey participants identify as their major priorities? Um, thanks, Helen. So this year, no surprise, future cash flow forecasting, it's number one, is still largely in the lead, followed by digitization of the treasury function, no surprise, bank relationship, uh, a bit uh, upper in the ranking, followed by a few priorities at rather equal levels, such as risk management, fraud and cyber risk, working capital management optimization, treasury organization, and eventually financing. Thank you. And you mentioned that some of those uh, items like cash flow forecasting and treasury digitization were not surprises, but were there any surprises that you found in the results? And, and how are also these different from previous years? But we are not surprised that cash flow forecasting comes out on top when the COVID crisis has been hating us for, for the past two years and, and now followed by a war in Ukraine, which has unexpected impact on supply chains and cost of commodities. So the uncertainties surrounding the economy explain the difficulty in producing reliable and accurate forecasts. In addition, the sea level has also repeatedly called for stress scenario sensitivity analysis to predict the most diverse situation, including no wars. <laughs> Uh, the digitization of the treasury function itself, part of the modernization of the whole financial, uh, finance function, was ranking uh, uh, ranked second. And the two first priorities are the same as last year. Here again, it seems to us that the need to dematerialize, digitize, and further automate is logical to make companies more resilient and efficient in their financial management. Finally, in this top uh, tier, or top three, uh, uh, let's say, uh, priorities, management of bank relationship is increasing. It may be explained by the importance of onboarding and resilience of solid bank relationship for financing and supplying the companies. We're not surprised that the market risk, including uh, mainly currency and commodity risk, although lower ranking, is still a high priority for treasurer. It can be explained by the still very high level of market volatility reboosted in the recent Russian invasion of Ukraine. As can be seen, despite the health crisis and the war in Eastern Europe, the priorities have remained relatively identical, even if the ranking order is somewhat uh, different. However, the funding issue is only ranked number eight in priorities. And that's a surprise. After the COVID crisis, many businesses were under pressure and faced liquidity problems. So we could have expected the issue higher ranked. That's really interesting. Thank you, Francois. Christian, I'd like to come to you, if I might. Um, and given the fact that Treasury digitization and cash flow forecasting have been the top two priorities for the last two years, at least, 
Do you see a correlation between those two issues? Yes, indeed, and, and thanks. That's an interesting question, which we can <clears throat> which we can look at. So, first of all, I can I can only complement uh, Francois' statements and his explanation, because a reliable cash flow forecasting is very important, but depending on the underlying data and systems, and not always easy to achieve. Therefore, we do see clients having a phased approach. Typically, they start with an analytical layer in which they connect source systems to increase visibility on cash flows. That might be a good start, but to bring it to the next level, you need to link it to underlying business events. And those include supplier payments, customer invoices, treasury transactions, payment terms, and if possible, even the payment behavior. This should include actuals and historical data to be prepared for simulations and predictions. Only with those relevant information, which is often stored in the ERP, you can interpret the scenario and to provide an estimate, even in terms of working capital situation. And those analysis today, including also DSO, DPO, and DIO. Cash flow forecasting can be seen as a first step to understand the working capital position of a company. And this topic is seen to have more awareness due to the current disruption that we are having in supply chains. We all know that treasurers are being more involved in strategic decisions, but to provide stewardship to the C-level, more information is required. That means that finally, cash flow forecasting is not an isolated treasury topic anymore, rather a cross-functional topic in which more stakeholders out of the finance departments are required. A new technology leveraging APIs to connect various systems can seen as an enabler for faster adoption. In particular, modular cloud architecture can help to accelerate the project implementation time but to identify the right information and to connect the dots remains a business topic for many treasurers and finance professionals. I think that's the interpretation where we do see that top rated over the period of years and that it requires also a digitization transformation strategy. Thanks, Christian. That's really interesting. Uh, one of the things you mentioned was that cash flow forecasting, for example, was not an isolated topic, but a cross-functional one. And that brings me to thinking about other cross-functional topics, such as working capital management. So, Jan Dirk, I know this is something that uh, you're, you're focused on. We saw that working capital management and working capital optimization was a particular priority during the early days of the pandemic. And what we saw in previous surveys was that only 20% of treasurers feel responsible for working capital, while another 50% feel they have an influence over it. Are you seeing treasurers taking more of a lead in this area since the pandemic and the more recent geopolitical crises? Well, thank you for the question, uh, Helen. And uh, as just stated by Christian, there is a strong correlation between cash flow forecasting and working capital optimization. And you really can't optimize your working capital without good visibility on and control over your cash flows and actions to improve your working capital, such as invoice financing, for example, will in its turn increase the accurateness of your cash flows, hence improve your cash flow forecast. So I'm very surprised about the outcome of the survey and would advise corporate treasurers to go really uh, to really get involved in working capital optimization and take responsibility of it. Uh, of course, working capital optimization is a joint responsibility of many divisions, uh, like procurement, marketing, finance, and treasury in any corporate. Um, but to be successful, as it is also a major uh, post-COVID priority, it requires a solid sponsorship from the CFOs, 
clearly identified project managers and commitments from all stakeholders, such as already mentioned procurement at the marketing and sales divisions. A treasurer has the position, uh, in my opinion, uh, par excellence, to be the coordinator of the working capital efforts. And this year, the EACT survey focused on the working capital instruments used or planned to be used by corporate treasurers in the next 12 months. Um, for instance, negotiating payment terms is mentioned first, and then supply chain and invoice financing, followed by cash flow forecasting solutions, uh, account receivable automation, and innovative and new e-payment methods. So most of these instruments are under the direct responsibility of the treasurer, and um, treasurers are back to basics, but also, as it was crystallized by the pandemic and then the war in Ukraine, support any initiative to enhance and optimize working capital as the best funding tool at its disposal. Thank you, Yandik. That's, that's fascinating. And one of the things that's occurred to me while you've been speaking is how dependent those activities are on the right technology in order that treasurers can really step up and take these responsibilities. So Francois, can I ask you, looking at technology innovation, what did the survey highlight as the most strongly emerging technologies and, and what are treasurers' priorities in this area? In terms of technological innovation, it appeared that uh, in the next 12 months, priority will be placed on data analytics, APIs, the use of robotics, and finally artificial intelligence is only ranked priority number five. Here again, no real significant changes in the top three technologies, which are the same but differently ranked compared to the 2021 survey. So we all understand that the C-level wants Treasury to make use or better use of huge financial data they sit on and develop more reporting and dashboards. API have shown the, the use bank and corporates can make out of them. Robotics uh, and RPAs are an intermediary step to automation, which explain its high ranking, I guess. However, one treasurer out of four doesn't plan to use any of these technologies listed. That's more, let's say, worrying. They may have other priorities. They may want to first fix current system around TMSs or review current IT complicate uh, or very often architecture before using other new technologies. And contrary to the recent uh, excitement for Bitcoins and, and cryptocurrencies, an announcement around the CBDC cryptocurrencies do not seem to be a priority for treasurers. This is not surprising given the nature and the fact that there are uh, a new class of assets rather than a new currency. The answers show a certain lucidity on the part uh, of treasurers who seem realistic in their use of the new technologies. Thank you. And one of the uh, issues which I've seen anecdotally amongst treasurers is, is a certain um, conservative conservatism or a certain reluctance to take on new technologies, given that cyber risk is a key priority and continues to be so. Um, so, Christian, what changes do you see in the level of priority in the cyber risk area in comparison to previous years? And what actions are treasurers taking to mitigate these risks? Yeah, interesting one. So, well, I think, first of all, <clears throat> there is 
not a not a single organization out there which is not having this topic as top priority because we can see it everywhere as you have just mentioned being at critical infrastructure or being at the traditional corporate everybody uh, can be um, attacked and uh, should have a, a prevention strategy in place i think um, we need to look into that from two perspectives one is everything around cyber in which many companies have already appointed so-called chief security officer which is um, having the role to build a resilient strategy to prevent cyber attacks in a wide range of areas. And this step includes typically also an inventory of the system architecture, interfaces and service providers um, that might have an impact to treasury. Second is then related to fraud prevention, which is often related to processes and data. We do see a number of cases in which companies are trying to have an end-to-end -end view for those processes, like a lead to cash or source to pay, and they try to harmonize data and systems to have better control. And funny side effect is that increased visibility and user control brings also value to the business teams. Decentralized systems and processes are a huge challenge given aspects like multiple master data layers with often duplications of important master data like bank master data, missing process owners and workarounds which are hard to control. Overall, I can see that there is no tech talk without looking into impacts regarding cyber and fraud. But again, this is not isolated to Treasury. This is a broader discussion. However, often the Treasurer has the accountability for important topics like bank relations, and they should have a specific eye on that. Thank you, Christian. And you mentioned bank relationships, and that brings me on to uh, an area of discussion that I'd like to have with, with you, Didier, if I may. We saw that bank relationship management was identified as the third treasury priority in this survey. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, indeed. And if I compare with the, the PwC Global Treasury Survey, which was released end of last year, we can see that at that moment, bank relationship management in our survey was ranked number four. And we see that it has now been ranked number three in the EACT survey. And to be honest, I would be interested to know where this priority element would be today if we were to raise the same question now. And the reason I'm saying that is that although we all have the feeling that COVID is a bit behind our back, business to a large extent is going is doing very well. The reality is that in fact, we have a lot of, of other uncertainties that must be kept uh, by the treasurer's attention. If, if I just mentioned a couple of those, huh? we see that inflation is going up. And apparently, this is there to stay for a longer period than at least what I've been hearing by a lot of economists in recent months. Inflation rate, I was just talking to, a, a, a let's say, a colleague recently, US inflation rates is close to 9%. And I've heard that recent economists now talk about a potential inflation rate of 10% uh, in Europe. Interest rates are going up, which means that financing is not that cheap anymore. We have, as Francois said, major geopolitical risks ongoing right now. Growth is slowing down in multiple countries. And then I would say, uh, lastly, let's see effectively if COVID is really behind our back when fall will come. Now, for all of these reasons, if you look at that, for me, it makes full sense that cash flow forecast remains the number one priority. But similarly, getting a tighter relationship with your core banking group is very important. The saying that you have to secure financing when you do not need it is more than ever relevant. And one should not forget also that if you intend 
to expand your banking relationship group, uh, well, it might take time. Not even forgetting that banks have become more and more selective with who they want to work with. So it's a bit of the pes pessimistic side of, of the view of bank relationship I'm providing. Though I would like to close on a more positive news related to bank relationship is that I can see that there's a lot of investments being done at the bank side when it comes to offering more digitized solution or, for example, ESG-related solution. So my advice would be to really take the time to revisit your banking relationship group and second, make sure you have the right banking supporting you financially and with the right expertise. That's great. Thank you, Didier. And one really interesting point you raised there is, is how bank solutions are helping to support corporate's ESG agenda uh, and how central those bank relationships are in doing that. Um, and so, Jan Dirk, I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about ESG. We saw that the survey showed that 17% of treasurers have no involvement at all in their company's ESG agenda. 17% that is. And although this is a fall from the 25% during the previous year, this figure to me seems incredibly high. We've seen that green financing and sustainable investment are becoming more prevalent, supported by the banks. But what's your reaction to that? And, and how can treasurers contribute more actively to the ESG agenda? Again, um, as the results or uh, as as with the results on the on the working capital question, I'm really surprised by by the fact that roughly one out of six treasurers is not uh, involved at all in their company's ESG agenda. Uh, to me, this uh, it should it's clear. I think it should be 100 percent uh, because corporate treasurers can play an important role by issuing green bonds or choosing to invest in more socially responsible money market funds, for example. Um, but of course, their contribution should go beyond green financing as diversity and inclusion are equally important for their companies to head for a sustainable future. And so uh, the ever-changing role of the treasurer forces, should force them to look at the skills and capabilities of staff. And uh, we see definitely an interest and a rise in the recruitment of very different profiles compared to uh, to three or five years ago. Absolutely. So as we come to the end of this podcast, I'd like to ask some of our participants today, what takeaways would you highlight from this survey to listeners to this podcast? And Didier, perhaps I could come to you first. Thank you, Ellen. And indeed, I've been highlighting quite of challenges that are in front of the, the corporate treasurer these days and in the months to come, in my view, but also with challenges come opportunities. And I think treasurers have really the ability to make an impact for their people and their organization, but also to the broader organization, in particular related to ESG, where I believe, like you just said, Yandir, that they should be 100% at least looking at ESG in their organization. So seize that opportunity be part of the future looking treasury transformation and make sure also, like I said before, to be attentive to the changes that might come your way. That's great advice, Didier. Thank you. Um, Jan Dick, perhaps I can ask you the same question. 
Yes. So for me, the the, the first takeaway is uh, well, I, I mirror uh, um, the uh, the opinion of uh, of uh, DJ, of course, and the ESG. But uh, um, I would add to that that uh, uh, to for treasurers to get involved uh, more in their working capital optimization. Um, uh, really to contribute to a sustainable future and improve their visibility on cash flows, which will lead to better cash flow forecasting, which is still the number one uh, topic that keeps treasurers awake at night. Um, as a second takeaway, um, or really a, it's more a call to action, um, I would invite corporate treasurers to join the Junish tre- Treasury platform and our discussions, uh, whether it be uh, through the EACT, PWC, SAP, or BNP Paribas. Again, great advice. And finally, Francois, perhaps we can conclude with you. Yeah, thank you. So the, the results seem to have been reinforced by the long-standing pandemic, which has reinforced the need for centralization and automation, the two best responses to crisis. The war in Ukraine, which started after the launching of this survey, will have an unexpected impact, I guess. This quest for further digitization and, and the hope founded on, on the new technologies and innovation are explained by the importance of combating increasing risk and fraud we've mentioned. Higher rank as a cyber attacks and fraud significantly increased during the pandemic and strengthening of internal controls by by growing economic uncertainties, by the need for more efficiency, by a lack of sufficient human resources. The crisis has crystallized the need to digitalize and accelerate the ongoing transformation. And the maturity of technological solutions makes it possible more than ever to place a greater hope in improved cash management. The challenge for treasurers comes not so much from the changes themselves, but from managing the continuum of changes on the economic, financial, and regulatory side. So it's clear from this survey that there is still a long way to go to reach a a level of mastery of new technologies, real-time operation management, and reduction of inherent treasury risks. But despite the the significant shift noticed during this pandemic to digitize and automate treasury processes whenever possible, the survey demonstrates the need for taking treasury to the next level. I think that's a great conclusion, is, is taking treasury to the next level. Thank you so much to all of our participants today. Um, This, as I mentioned, is the first in this uh, series of Journeys to Treasury podcasts, and we look forward to welcoming you to the next podcast in this series. Thank you for joining and thank you for listening. 